going on, guys? Man, we're having a great time. Uh, Serendipity Season 2, Episode 11. Want to talk to him about what we're going to discuss today? Oh, yes, sir. Join us for a riveting conversation about forgiveness, gratitude, and the perspective of the pandemic. Yes, Lord. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Serendipity with Inky Johnson across all podcast platforms, including YouTube. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate your support. Hope you enjoy the show. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Peace. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Serendipity Season 2, Episode 11. Having a great time. I'm Ink. I'm Oak. What's happening, people? Man, we uh, we first and foremost just want to say, man, we greatly appreciate the support. It's been phenomenal. What you talking about, it's man? It's been phenomenal, man. Been phenomenal. It's mind-blowing to me, man. Yeah. For it's real. humbling, man. It's humbling, man. Like, they even here, like we was talking this morning, just about people saying certain statements that get mentioned on the pod, man. That's pretty cool. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's cool and that's humbling. It's, it's, you know, in my head, it's always has been, you know, these thoughts and whatever that has been in my head and then, yeah. you know, go in the classroom and try to impart them upon the young people. But now, you know, other people are hearing them and it kind of, it's kind of resonating with them. That's, it is humbling. It's, it's mind blowing for real. But, you know, we just keep keep pressing along. No doubt, no you doubt. Know how we man. start out. Absolutely, I got one for you today, man. Quote card. It reads: The foolish man seeks happiness in the distance; the wise grows it under their feet. Oh man! Say it again, because I don't think they heard you. Yeah, the foolish man seeks happiness in the distance, and the wise grows it under their feet. I remember when I, I was especially in the classroom and, and looking and imagining uh, young people's lives, right, going forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would always say, man, I can't, in eighth grade, I can't wait to get to high school. Yeah, yeah. Wow, oh, man, I can't wait to graduate high school. Then, is you know, I can't wait to get that job. I can't wait to get that house. I can't wait to get married. I can't wait to have children. I can't wait to dot, 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 right? Yep. That's seeking it in the future. Yeah, but what about right now? Absolutely. You know, we talked about how many right nows do we miss? Absolutely. So it's it's almost reconditioning and training your mind, not necessarily what you want to be when you grow up, what you want to be right now. Absolutely. That's all you got. Because the creator gave you the power to create your right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, you we we always teach young people, okay, what what is it that you want to be growing up? What is mm-hmm. what you want to be in the future? Which means there's some place that you're searching for, seeking out without giving the proper attention to right now. Absolutely. The right now of character development, the right now of work ethic, the right now of learning all of the nuances of what you're going to need when you get over the road, down the road, down by the river, when life, you know, once you become the adult. Absolutely. Right. So that's that's like for me, it's like um, when I'm even like when I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you as though you are somebody's great granddaddy. Yeah. Because I envision you sitting on the porch being and talking to Lil Inca's grandson. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. And the, and the things that you're imparting on them. Because if, if we're not in the moment right now mm-hmm. and, think, and using the moment to go further, go into the future, 
then we're going to miss the moment. But most importantly, we're going to miss the future, too. No doubt. No so, doubt. Yeah, that's that's it, man. Just mm-hmm. be where your feet are. It's, uh, it's funny, man, because we talk about, you know, seeking happiness in the distance, right? And, like, when me and you talk to each other, one of the things that gets mentioned quite a bit, say, man, how you doing? You know, what's up? How you feeling? I'm great in this moment. Right. Because this moment is all that we have. But also, I think that's the power of gratitude. Right. You're not wishing for a future that you haven't earned yet. Right. Not looking forward to a future that you haven't earned yet. Yeah. Like you haven't earned yesterday yet. Right. You haven't earned a month from now yet. You haven't earned a year from now yet. Right. So how can we be grateful for all that's transpiring and manifesting right now in the moment and not looking forward to happiness in the distance? Right. I'll Mm -hmm. be happy when I get this. I'll be happy when I get there, right? I'll be happy if this happens. Like, why you can't be happy right now? Right now. Right? With right what now. you got. Right now. Even, even if you feel as if it's not enough, even if you feel as if you don't appreciate all the way what you got, the resources, the situation, the circumstances, why can't you be happy and grateful for what you got now? That's the principle, right? In the Bible. Faithful right over a few, rule over many. Yep. That's being grateful for where we are right now, happy for where we are right now. And not wishing for it in the distance that may never come. We haven't earned that yet. Right. Right? And so, yeah, man, I love that. That's why I start off my days with that. And then that, that second one you're about to read, mm-hmm. just read, goes right into it. Yeah. Talk about it. What you want? You want? What you want to be like? Yeah. Right? Right, right, right. Your mantra is thank you. Yeah. Just keep saying thank you. Mm-hmm. Don't explain. Don't complain. Just say thank you. <laughs> say thank you to existence. To existence, dog. To existence. Thank you to existence. Right. Yeah. It's like every single day we wake up. You know, like, the blessing oak, um, when my injury happened, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to him. And almost... You know, lost my life because I ruptured the artery. The blessing was the next day I woke up, oftentimes people say your career ended. Great, that's true. But the power of the moment was it changed the way that I saw life when I woke up, right? It changed my perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you, right? Every single day after that injury, when I wake up, it's like, man, thank you. I'm alive, bro. Like, I got all I need. I'm alive. Like, when you hear them words like, Got a rushing back surgery right now, ruptured that artery. He's about to die. The next day you wake up, it don't take much. It don't take much. You look at everything different, right? The air I breathe, it's different. The people yeah. I see, it's different. Hugging a person, it's different, right? Like, you know how, how, how bad I wish I can hug my mother, my wife, and my children with two arms? Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, with two. Right. Right? Like, I hug them with one, but you know how bad I wish I could just hug them with two, embrace them with two, right? But I say thank you for the one. Because there's some people that don't even got the one. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. talk to me, man. I want to hear your insight on that. Um, Like you say, you know, some people don't, don't have the one. Some people have the two. You got, you know, you have the one. Um, being grateful is... It's powerful because it allows you to to see how great God is. Yes. How great the universe is. You know what I'm saying? It 
it removes you from the world, if you will, in terms of what the world has taught you. Hmm. Is as um, what the world has shown you or, or tried to teach you as this is right, this is good, this is successful, this is what you should be doing. Yeah. But gratitude allows you to be in that moment and understand that whatever God is providing you in that moment is more than enough. Hmm. It's what it exactly you need and should be experiencing. Yeah. Right? I can have 52 cents in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And all the bills are due. Yeah. But I'm in a bad state of affairs. Mm. But I'm grateful in that moment that God has given me the power the mental ability, the physical ability, the emotional ability to figure out how to pay my bills. Yes. The 52 cents is irrelevant. Mm. What's relevant is the the gift that God gave me to make choices, to make decisions, right? The gift that God gave me to to come from the people that I come from and what they taught me, what they instilled in me. So I can use that, right? To make sure that my kids and my kids' kids are okay. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Man, don't get me stuck. Man, God. You know, me, like, man. like, oh, I got to piggyback on what you just said, right? When I was when I was coming up at St. Matthew's Baptist, Kirkwood, Clay Street. Yes, sir. Clay you know Street. what I'm saying? The church house. My grandma, she sit on the same pew every Sunday. Uh, rest in peace, Miss Daisy, my girl. She sit on the same pew. And so, you know, at our church, we had testimony, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To where, you know, before we start out, people get up and testify. Like, right. we ain't coming right. in and right. this, you know, we talking about what God did that week, right? Mm-hmm. And every time my grandma would stand up, you know, she testified every Sunday. Every time she would stand up, the first thing she would say is, I thank God that I'm in my right mind, Right? Every time, that's the first thing she would say. And when you're young, you hear it. Mm-hmm. You don't comprehend it. Yeah. You don't all the way understand it. You haven't lived long enough to, right? But now, I view that statement totally different. Talk to me. Right? Because you start to understand as you get older, the power of not only protecting your mental health, but also how it affects and impact people in terms of circumstances, life, situations, and it affects a person's mental health. Mm-hmm. And so when she was saying, I thank God that I'm in my right mind, the depth of that, like what it meant to her and her experiences was something totally different than what it meant to me as a 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old young cat. Mm-hmm. And so now looking at it, when I wake up, I thank God I'm in my right mind. Right. Right? I could have encountered this and not been in my right mind. Mm-hmm. Something could happen. I could eat food at a restaurant and not be in my right mind. I could drink something somewhere and not be in my right mind. And so the simple aspect of saying thank you just for being in my right mind, being able to process life, being able to see things the right way, mm-hmm. right? The simplicity of it. But it's profound, right? Man. Oh, I got two two things I want to say to you, brother. Um uh, earlier this year, right, the cat hit me up, you know, um, wanted wanted to interview, just talk about you, mm-hmm. right? And so he was asking me questions about, about you, and I, and I told him that the most important and the most powerful aspect of his life was his grandmother. Yes, sir. 
I, I, you, I never told you about it. You know, I never told you that thought about it, yeah. right? At the time, I think we talked about it later. But how I saw the the matriarch of y'all's family, and how she was the center of that. Absolutely. How she made everything happen in the reverence that all of y'all had, meaning her kids and then her kids' kids. Absolutely. Right? So when, you know, the injury happened and, and life happens and I just have to, you know, I knew that because of her strength, because of her walk with God, her contract with God is what was going to get you over. No doubt. You know? No like doubt. just even one of her grandsons work with me now. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and to see him, all I see is, oh man, that's that's the power of a praying grandma, Mister Old folks. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You you are your your grandparents' prayers. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's. I love that. It's crazy, man. It's crazy, but um, yeah, grandma was, is, and grandmothers. Absolutely. You know, I, I got two that I talk about to no end and 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 love and and. Revere because of the lessons that they taught me. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm yeah. picking up what you're putting down. I got yes, you. I wanna I wanna dive into some oak that, you know, we tapped into it yesterday. But with all that's been going over over the past year and a half, through pandemic, through opposition, through adversity, right? Whether it be education, whether it be business, whether it be sports. And so talking to people of course, oftentimes they're going to tell you about all the challenges they've been facing, right? From a business standpoint, whether it be in education, whatever the case may be. And so if I go in and speak to a company, oftentimes they're going to tell me about the supply chain. They're going to tell me about, hey, man, I got supplies out in the Pacific Ocean, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. I can't get things done for customers, right? Things happening. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, they may say, but man, it's been a record year. Right. In terms of profit, in terms of production, like, man, we've operated on a level that I didn't know we were capable of operating at. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about it, I'm like, man, how has this time over the past year and a half closing in on two years with the opposition and adversity impacted people on such a level to where production has went up in the midst of the opposition and adversity? Right. Is it the fact that because of the opposition and adversity, it's made people hone in and focus more? Mm-hmm. Or has the opposition and adversity had the eagle effect, right? When the eagle fly into the eye of the storm and it takes them even higher, right? And so what's your thoughts on that just with what you've been seeing even in education with uh, the challenges? Man, I, I've seen some, some teachers become so innovative. Yeah. Creative. Yeah. You know, and what... The number one thing I think the pandemic for in terms of education has done for teachers is made them realize just how important human to human contact is. Yeah, man. Absolutely. You know, you can teach on through Zooms, Microsoft Teams, or whatever, and that's cool. That's imparting knowledge. Right. Right? That's and it's so draining. Teachers are drained now. Mm-hmm. This is it right here, Inky. Yeah. This is it right here. Take it there. Teachers are drained. Because their interaction has been through a computer. Yeah. Right? So they've been giving and pouring and pouring and giving, planning, doing the very best that they can. I, you Just like we do, uh, you know, the, the nurses and the people in the military, I got the same level of, of respect and reverence for teachers. Yeah. Right? So they are in the process of 
have been in the process for the past year and a half of pouring into students. Yeah. But they don't get it back. Mm. So you get it back when you and I right here together. No doubt. Think about the difference between the first season and this season. No doubt. When yeah. you talking to a computer, and it's cool, you have yeah. wonderful dialogue, great, great, great. Yeah. But the feeling of being human to human, energy to energy exchange, yeah. you can't replace it. No, man. You can't replicate it. Feed right? off of it. You feed off of it. So those the teachers are drained because the students give to the teachers as much as the teachers give to the students mm. in the physical form. Absolutely. Like teachers want kids back yeah. in the building mm. because I'm just talking to a computer screen. You know, I had a wonderful tutor, tutoring session last night, but it was through Zoom. Yeah. I was. I wish so bad that I could have... Um, just had Zoe right there with me so I can say, good job. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Keep going, keep going. Yeah. Come on, you got this. You got yeah, this, no right? doubt. Just that right there yeah. is so powerful that we just miss out on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so yeah. the other part about this prosperity during this time, I think what the universe and what God said was, I need to uh, just shake things up a little bit. Mm. Let me shake it up. Yeah. Meaning, let me push you outside of your comfort zone. Absolutely. Yeah. The place outside of a man or woman's comfort lies their prosperity and their greatness. Yeah, there it is. There it is. The place outside of a man or woman's comfort yeah. lies their prosperity and greatness. You That's the reason that you become better. Like, if you never worked on your left hand because, oh, I can't work on my left hand, I can't work on my left hand playing basketball, you know, you right hand dominant. Yep. Right? So if you never work on it, then you reach your limitation. Hmm. So once, you're, once we reach your limitation, then I can beat you. Yeah. You're going to lose. Limited. You're not going to reach your prosperity. Yeah. Right? So mm -hmm. the objective is work on, push for those places outside of your um, comfort zone. Yeah. And that's what this, what the pandemic, one of the things that the pandemic has done. And I know we're talking about it in a very philosophical and even esoteric type way. So not right. to have any disrespect to all the people that lost their lives, Absolutely. all the lives that have been changed. Please don't yeah. take it okay. as though we're, we're being remiss about that. Absolutely. For real. Um, yeah, on, on the level of growth mm -hmm. and the level of um, pushing and pressing all of us to be our better selves. Yeah. Um, this pandemic has has caused us to reevaluate, caused us to do things differently, caused us to do things that we never even imagined. Absolutely. Just yesterday, I had an emergency meeting because I wanted to talk to a, a section, a group of uh, the teachers, mm -hmm. my colleagues um, that I work with, and I sent out a text, and I was like, meet me in my office at 2.30. And then immediately after, I was like, boy, what you talking about? Yeah. And just send out the Zoom, I mean, the, the Microsoft Teams invite. Yeah. Like somebody <laughs> might have to go to the dry cleaner. Right. Somebody right. might have to go, they were going to get lunch. You yeah. can look at it on the phone because it just yeah. was just talking. No doubt. And, and, you know, me giving some information about what we need to do next. Yeah. I don't need you to come to my office like that. I mean, yeah. you come if you want to, yeah. but it just has provided more options. Yeah. You know, I was like, man, I was kicking myself in the head. <laughs> Because if somebody yeah. would have said that to me, I would have yeah. been like, we can't just do it, yeah. you know, Zoom, Zoom whatever, or whatever. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Especially, it's informational. I'm right. just, we're just talking. Right. Like, yeah, man. But the Darwin quote nailed it. Oh, it says it, man. 
It says not the strongest of species that survive, not even the most intelligent, but the one that's most adaptive to change, change. right? And so, like, I speak about mental agility a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Just being able to adapt, mentally agile, right? Situation, circumstance, (laughs) things change, right? Let's figure it out. Let's adjust. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Let's get going. And so, like, just hearing you speak about the side of it to where I'm glad you said that about you know, we're not looking over the fact that people have lost people and things of that nature, man, just over this past uh, year and a half, closing in on two. Like, I was in St. Louis, and I was speaking, because oftentimes when we look at opposition, adversity, challenge, uncertainty, like, you can look at a situation, and when a person speak about it, they'll tell you all of the negative ways or inconvenient ways that it's affected and impacted them. Mm-hmm. That's natural for us as people. We encounter something that didn't feel good, that hurt us, that inconvenienced us. Man, this inconvenienced me in this way. That hurt me in that way, right? Let me tell you what it did to me. And so when I stood up in St. Louis, I said, can somebody share with me something positive that's happened as a result of this time, this shift, right? This uncertainty, this adversity, this opposition. Lady stood up. Man, I get to talk to my mother every single day in Japan. If I was working the same schedule, I never would have got the opportunity to do that. Right. I love talking to my mother, but she was tearing up as she was saying it. Cat stood up talking about big dude. My man looks six, five, three hundred. A man stood up and say, um, man, I got to watch my first child being born. He said, I know for a fact if things was back to what we consider to be normal, I never would have got the opportunity to witness that moment. He said, so I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Right. And when he said it, it was like. You felt some shift in the room. Like Cass was like, man, like, what have I been missing? Well, I've been focusing on the inconvenience. Well, I've been focusing on the adverse and opposition. What have I been missing? Yeah. Right? Yeah. The good part of it. Right? The blessing in it. Right? Not wasting an experience due to the opposition, adversity, and challenge. Because oftentimes, us as people, if it doesn't come to us in the fashion of which we want it to, if it doesn't unfold the way we want it to, man, forget that. I'm out of here. I'm going to waste the experience. Mm -hmm. Right? And so I always tell Kat, man, it's a blessing and a lesson in everything. Right? The ability to learn is a gift, even when pain is your teacher, Doc. Yep. Right? And so what can we learn from it? What can we extract from it? Even when it doesn't feel good, perspective can be considered perspective if you only got perspective when it's all good everybody mm-hmm. got perspective when the sun's shining baby yeah you walk outside sunshine it's a beautiful day we mr rogers it's a beautiful right. day in, in the, the neighborhood, neighborhood. <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> you mr rogers right right but when it start popping when things start going south when it doesn't fit you you turn tail around and go in the house yes sir talk to me so is is um it's really the thing that come to mind is, as I always say, and what I believe one of the, my mantras, one of the things that um, I just hold true to is always assume the positive. Always assume the positive. Elaborate on that, okay? Meaning, if 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 and when we can get to that point of the assumption of the positive, what happens is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. My perspective is the relevance. Yeah, let's go. Because I'm assuming the positive, meaning there's something in this for me. There's something in this that 
is going to make me better. There's something in this that I'm going to be able to appreciate. There's, there's a lesson in this. There's an opportunity for me to see my first son being born. This mm. is an opportunity for me to talk to my mom every day. Like the pandemic and what happened. So now my schedule being more and more flexible. I've spent more time with my mom over the past two years personally, like being able to go and I could go to go to work from down there or whatnot oh. to be with her in her, you know, latter years. And when I was teaching and coaching and every weekend football mm-hmm. and winning the basketball, I didn't spend a lot of time down there. Yeah, man. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, okay, don't the pandemic come. I got a bad day. Let me assume the positive. What is the positive? Let me find the positive out of this. Yeah. Because if you believe in God, then how can you not believe in positivity? Talk to me. Talk to us. Let's go. Right? And so the, and the other piece of always assume the positive is almost like you got to trick yourself. It's not really a trick, but you got you to become dogmatic about it. Okay. Because your natural instinct is when something happens that, is, that you didn't expect, that, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem fruitful, that hurts, yeah. that seems on the negative side. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it happens, you're going to lose all perspective of, about, oh, what's the good side of this? Yeah. What's the positive side of this? How how can I benefit from this? You're just going to automatically either go to the left, left being negativity, left being anger, left being disappointment, all of those emotions or whatever, or you're just going to leave it all together. Hmm. You're going to walk away from it. Yeah. So you're going to miss the lesson either way. Because yeah. when you miss the lesson, then you miss the blessing. When you miss the blessing, then you miss the growth. Mm. Man, say that again. It's a big bar. When you miss the lesson, you miss the blessing. Yes, and when you miss the blessing, you miss the growth. And if, if your objective in life is to continuously be growing, yep. then you've missed it all together. Yeah. That's good. Right? So good. you start the seed of it, the atom of it, the genesis of belief is assume the positive. Assume the positive. Yeah. yeah. Assume the positive. I, I put it like um, training optimism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, training yeah. optimism, gratitude in advance. And cats always say, how can I be grateful for something that hasn't happened yet? And I'm like, that's the whole basis and premise of it, right? You don't prepare for battle the day of the battle. Right. You put your arm on and you train and you practice way before then. Mm-hmm. That's the whole basis of the statement, we don't rise to the occasion, we revert back to our trainer. So, right? Don't rise to the occasion when it happens. I'm going to just be ready for it. No, you revert back to your training. The individual that you were prior to the opposition, adversity, challenge, uncertainty, I guarantee you, what you say, a dollar to a donut? A dollar to In the midst of it, that's who's going to show up every single every time. time. Every time. Every single time. That's why, to me, the backstory is so important. What's your backstory? Yeah. All I'm saying is, what, what have you done? What kind of work have you put in? Yeah. Right. If it's seven days in a week and the sun beat you up four of them, you don't took a L. Hmm. Yeah. You don't took a L for that week. Your feet got to hit the floor before the sun get up. Yeah. I want to ask you something, Oak, listening to you speak. Um, Here you go. How, uh, Here you go. How or what area do you feel like you've grown the most over this past year and a half, coming up on two years? as a result of just the current climate of the world in terms of pandemic change, adjustment, all this, what areas or how do you think you have grown the most just as a man? Forgiveness. The ability to accept one's own feelings, to accept the feelings of others. I had on the joint. 
Oh, I didn't see that. Yep, what you got? I had it on there too. I was going to ask you about it. Forgiveness? Yeah. Yeah. The one's ability to accept one's own feelings, to accept the feelings of others, and to seek healing when those feelings produce hurt. Mm. Yeah. Right. I know, you know, we ain't got all day. Folk get tired of listening to us. So, right? <laughs> I'll be real brief, man, just in one aspect. Um, mm -hmm. The forgiveness that I had to have for myself in terms of um, when I felt like I let my kids down, I felt like I let my ex-wife down mm. by not being the best me possible. And it resulted, you know, she had to uh, make a decision. We had to make a decision that, you know, I was our season had passed to being together. Yeah. Cool. But I think a one wonderful um you know, wonderful mother, wonderful teacher, no ill will. But I had to go through that process of forgiving. Mm. And the way in which life opened up after I forgave for me personally. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? You coming, calling, giving me this opportunity, um, the way in which work is 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 flowing, the way in which opportunities, the way in which um you know, I've developed an even closer relationship with my cousin and the things that we got going on yeah. um, and the things in the future that is going to transpire to help a whole lot of people. You know no what I'm saying? But it started, the genesis of it started with I had to forgive myself. Mm. I had right. to forgive myself. Hey, man, you just less than your best. Suck it up, own it, make it right, keep it pushing. Yeah. And that's what this time allowed me to do because what would have happened in the past would have I've just thrown myself in the work. I've just been coaching. I've been teaching. I've been administrating. I've been, you know, just into that whole education profession. Yeah. And I still wouldn't have forgave myself. Mm. So as you say, that 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 professional success and personal failure, that yeah. still would have been there. Yeah. Because of I wouldn't have forgave myself. Mm. I would not have accepted my own failures. And I would not have sought healing uh when those failures produce hurt. Yeah. But because the pandemic happened, it gave you a lot of time to just look for yourself, look in, into the mirror, if you will, yeah. which I did. Okay. And as a result, you know, I feel like I'm in a good place, bro. That's strong. That's strong. That's strong there, yeah, Doc. That's heavy. So forgiveness, man, forgiveness. One's ability to accept one's own feelings, mm -hmm. to accept the feelings of others. Yeah. And then seek healing when those feelings produce hurt. Yeah. I saw Will Smith talking about forgiveness. And he said, man, you got to stop punishing people for mistakes. Like, you got to forgive. Right? And, um, like, I had, to, I had to question myself Oak, over these past, you know, coming in on two years. Um, like, bro, what you chasing? Yeah. Like, what you after? Like, what, what you want? You know what I'm saying? Like, what you want, eh? Like, mm -hmm. what you chasing, right? From business to personal. Like, what you want? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like sometimes I want to ask a cat, like, how much money you want? Like, when is enough enough? For real. Right? What you chasing, right? And so, like, even when this past little time happened and then you couldn't go speak in certain environments and you could do the virtual boy, whatever the case may be, and you sit down and you do your thing, and it gives you that, that right balance at home with your children, with yeah. your wife, right? I was so used to a fast pace to where that was my life. I was used to going here, coming here, going here, what up, what up? 
just fast paced. Get off mm-hmm. the plane, boom, going to practice with my son, going to practice with my daughter, coming in, babe, let's do dinner. But I was used to that life. I was so used to it. I hadn't stopped in like 15 years, man. Yeah. I hadn't stopped to normalize things. And like, I've been running for 15 years, bro, just normalizing the chase, right? And when I got this time to just get up, let's do breakfast. All right, I go in and I speak in the next room, virtual joint. Come back in, let's do lunch. Kids, let's do the work, homework, even though I'm messing it up. My wife getting on me like crazy. Right? She getting on me. Uh-uh, right? Going to practice with them. At night when I was journaling, man, I'm like, bro, what you after? Yeah. Like, what you what you want? And so then when things start getting back, you know, semi to where I'm going back out on the road, and Cass like, oh, man, you back doing your thing, rolling, rolling. And I'm like, bro, I probably never travel the way that I used to mm-hmm. at the rate and pace that I used to. Not because I don't want to. I could travel every day if I wanted to. Right. I get offers to speak. Got more offers than mm-hmm. I want, could ever do. I get offers to speak all the time. I'll never go at the rate and pace that I used to because I don't have to. And when I say I don't have to, I ain't saying, oh, I ain't got to. No, man. Like, in terms of just life. Bro, I ain't got to go speak here to try to make this. I ain't got to go do this to try to make this. Like, it's cool if I go out twice a week and then be at home with the fam doing my thing. That's cool. That's peace for me. Right? I ain't got to get it all. Yeah. I ain't got to have yeah. it all. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got to be the richest. I ain't got to be... You know what I'm I don't need that. And it's time and conviction... And, and it's, it made me look back and be like, bro, what you want? Like, what you after? Right? Just mm-hmm. as a man, what you what you trying to do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so because of that time, man, it's, it's made me reassess, reorganize from a priority standpoint. You know, vor- uh, um, morals, values, like principles. It's been good for me, man. Like this past, this past time, bro. It's been very good for me in my development as a father, mm-hmm. as a husband, as a man. I somehow feel like I'm better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because of this time. And I think it just start it starts with it starts with that sweet potato you put in the ground. Yeah. That that sweet potato is gratitude. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Cause see what gratitude, just like the sweet potato that grow gonna grow the same sweet potato that's gonna grow for fifty years. Hmm. You you plant it, you harvest it. Yes, sir. A couple of them, you cut the slits in and put it back in the ground. That's what gratitude is. Yes, sir. So it doesn't matter how much is harvested. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Even if none of it harvests, when you dig it up, you've already put it in the ground. Just put it back in the ground again. It's still going to come. It might not come next year. It might not come for five years. Yeah. That's what gratitude is. Gratitude is not seeking anything in return. Yeah. It's just you giving thanks. Mm. Yes, sir. Giving yes, thanks. That's it, bro. But yes, you know, again, man, I feel like we we put, we can pontificate until Let's you know the cows it, come home, bro. Let's do it. I got I got one for you. Let's roll into this. Um, let's roll into this rapid fire. T gave me this one. Cuz gave me this one. Mm-hmm. Said self control. Self control. <laughs> um, it is literally the the thing that will um keep you from any and every 
thing that your heart desires. Hmm. The lack of it. The lack of it. You can have all the bases covered. Yep. Right? You can do all the work. You can do all the research. You can have all the money. You can have all the resources. You can have all the connects. Mm -hmm. You can... All of that. And because of one to two moments or the lack of self-control is going to be taken away from you. Yeah. That's real. Sir, as the people, some of the people know that's listening to us or don't know, I was a principal at Young Middle School. Yeah. And one moment of my lack of self-control. Yeah. All gone. Mm. Had to resign. Yeah. $100,000 contract. Yeah. Out the door. Yeah. Because of my lack of self-control. I mean, I'm 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 doing it. I'm I'm giving it my all. I've pretty, I'm, you know, I'm pretty confident that I'm a pretty cool administrator, leader, you know, educator. Yeah. Uh, got some insight. I may be able to offer somebody that they can take for a time or two. I mean, I'm doing it. One instance of lack of self control is all gone. Hmm. That's how important it is hmm. to always be pressing for it, because really, what the what's the lack of self-control translates to is you can't find your ego. Mm. You can't find it. That's why the objective in every moment is to locate your ego. Locate that ego. Locate that ego. And it's the process, not the product of locating it, Yeah. but the work in locating it. Locate it. Okay. Look for it. So if you're looking for your ego, then the self-control is going to go to the side. Mm. Meaning the anger, what I mean. Right. The, the anger is going to go to the side. Yeah. Right? I, where's my ego in this moment? Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. My bad. Where's my <laughs> ego in this moment? Right? If you're able to ask yourself that question and ponder on that question and try to find the answer to that question, where's my ego? Then what that does is takes up the space that the anger and this lack of self-control would normally be in. That's good. I got you. I'm picking up what you're putting down, doctor. Um, adverse. I'm sorry, adversity. Opportunity. Opportunity to do one, one of the greatest. About? One of the greatest tools in terms of um, personal development. And when I say personal, not talking about the space in terms of the career, in terms of speaking, what they call personal development, but personal development in terms of on a specific level. And so when you think adversity and I say opportunity, adversity, that's all it is. It's an opportunity to grow. Now it's a double-edged sword because adversity challenges you from a character standpoint, from an integrity standpoint, to look at yourself, yeah. right? And look yeah. at that person in the mirror. And I feel like if you apply adversity in the right manner, uh, you can experience exponential growth. But right. if you allow adversity to win, it can take you off the path and the trajectory that God has destined for you. And so I feel like adversity is an incredible opportunity, but it's a double-edged sword. If you don't use it in the right way, attack it in the right way, it can detour you from what God has in store for you. Um, again, along the lines of uh, adversity, but mistakes, I think, um, fall under or presses a person's humility. Yeah. Right? What, they, what it does, what mistakes do is expose where you are on your humility walk. Okay. How you respond to the mistakes. Like someone can make a mistake and try to place the blame on someone else. Mm. Or someone can make a mistake and offer uh, excuses of why it happened. Mm -hmm. Right? 
where I look at mistakes as it gives you an opportunity to accept the fact that everything is a you issue. Yeah. Right? Because things can be, something can happen, and both the, the, the result of it, meaning it could be your fault that I made the mistake. Okay. Right? Um, I'm running a pass, and, and you throw the ball behind me. I reach back. I tip it up, and it gets intercepted. Right. Right. So whose fault is it? Mm. You threw the ball behind me. Yeah. Or I could have instead of tipped it up, just batted it down. Right. Right. So it gives me a mistake, gives me the opportunity to own mine. Yeah. Which leaves me the the, the greatest opportunity to um to to grow mm-hmm. for my maturity. It leaves me the greatest opportunity to um press my self-development, my self-mastery, right? So we look for mistakes. We love mistakes mm-hmm. because it get, it gives you the opportunity to, oh, okay, now I can see the difference. I can learn. Yeah. In a classroom, if, if you ever visit a classroom and the teacher is tripping about students making mistakes, that is the one class, that's probably one thing, the number one thing that I would, admonish a teacher for hmm. because now you're teaching that that child to have a sense of insecurities about themselves Man. you're teaching that child not to have a love for growth Man. there are so many things that you are you are preventing that child from experiencing by harping on their mistakes and not seeing their mistakes as the most wonderful thing that could happen in a classroom because this is just like last night, you know, in tutoring. Um, I put the answers on my board. I gave Zoe the answers. Here's the answers. Now, let's talk about you going to work the problems out. So you can look up and see whether you got the right answer or not. Yeah. If you didn't, cool. Where do we make the mistakes? So that's the place of learning. Yeah. Mistakes is that, 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 that pivotal point, uh, that juncture in life where either you learn or you don't, right? There's a proverb um, that says, knowledge is proud that he has learned so much. Mm. Wisdom is humble mm-hmm. that he knows so little. Hmm. Yeah. So when you're, when you're celebrating, oh, you, you know that, and then when you're, you're admonishing, you made the mistake or you don't know that, then I'm teaching you to be proudful. Mm. Yeah. I'm only feeding your ego. Yeah. Right? But when I'm teaching you to uh, invest in the process, invest in, the, in, in getting the wisdom. Yeah. Because mistakes, the, the residue of mistakes is wisdom. Yeah. Right? So for me, mistakes is, 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 is part of, is one of the tools for um, self-mastery. Necessary. Yep. Super necessary. Yes, sir. So, uh, I got something for us, though. Before I take us out, I want to read this. It says, when you are in the final days of your life, what will you want? Will you hug that college degree in the walnut frame? Will you ask to be carried to the garage so you can sit in your car? Will you find comfort in rereading your financial statement? 
Of course not. What will matter then will be people. If relationships will matter most then, shouldn't they matter the most now? Good people. We greatly appreciate your support, your time, your ear. Be sure to follow, like, share, and subscribe. Take us out, good sir. Uh, just in this time of when you're hearing this, as we did uh, on the previous episode, just make sure that you put your arms around someone, whether that's physical arms, whether that's words or deeds, around someone and let them know how much you love them, how much you care about them, how important they are, because uh, this depression thing, this mental health thing is a silent killer. So let's make sure that we take care of each and every one of our own in our community. Yes, sir. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.